Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the prayer line. This is Bishop Smith, and I am your host this morning. I pray everybody's doing well as we wake ourselves up, shake ourselves, and some of you, you you know what, you toss and turned all night, and that's God speaking to you saying, hey, look, look, get up, I want to talk with you, I want to be with you, I want to sup with you, I want to share some kingdom information with you this morning. Listen, we're going to have a great time this morning, and I just simply want to say good morning, Father God, good morning, Lord Jesus, and good morning, Holy Spirit. Have your way today in Jesus' name. I also want to say good morning to our intercessors, good morning to our church body, New Destiny Church, and every church that is calling in from around the globe. We understand we reach around the globe with this prayer call, and we thank the Lord for that. When we started, we didn't have any intention on doing that. We were just trying to reach our people and keep our community together but it has traveled around the world. So, hey, thank you for calling in, dialing in wherever you're calling in from. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to say also good morning to every man of God and every woman of God. We don't take it lightly that you would get on this prayer line with us and really just intercede with us as we intercede for the body of Christ. We intercede for kings and priests and leaders and intercede for the world, intercede for people who need prayer. I'm saying in advance, whatever you need the Lord to do in your life, we set ourselves in agreement with you. And we're going to watch the hand of the Lord move in your life in a mighty way. Amen. And so I want to introduce our team this morning, we have Sister Margaret Johnson. She will be doing our prayer requests and praying over those prayer requests uh, for us this morning. Sister Margaret, how are you this morning? Good morning, Bishop. I'm doing great. How are you this morning, sir? Pastor Asian and myself, we are doing great, and I pray Ted's doing great as well. He's good. He's good as well. Thank you. Doing good. Uh, hey, hey, buddy, what's going on with you? Most excellent. I love it. Most excellent. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And so this morning we also have an exciting guest. I'm excited that he's on with us. His wife, Julia, may be on with, with him. He'll introduce her, and he is going to do our Devo, and he's going to share some information about his ministry because he's not even in the United States of America. He's calling out of Vancouver, Canada. And God uh, sent Pastor Terrence up into the the region and, and country of Canada to plant ministry to preach the gospel. And so he is our guest today, Pastor Terrence. How you doing? Well, I call you Pastor T, so I'm just going to be who I am. It's early. I ain't got time to be <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, sir. I'm good, sir. How are you? We are doing good. You sound good. You're coming in good, and we're glad that you're good this morning. And so yes, I, I don't want to delay the time. I want to give him as much as time as he needs because I know God has given him something to share with us this morning. I've been checking him out for uh, probably the last six months and watching what uh, God is doing in their church. I mean, Dynamite Church, exciting church, and I'm just so proud. I'm just proud 
of my son. And I mean, I mean that, Terrence. I'm proud of you because it is it's, it's, it's happening. It, it's happening. Yeah. And people <laughs> the kingdom is being advanced in Jesus' name. Like you always say, it's a love thing. And it, it is happening. <laughs> so, so we're going to turn it over to you. And um, Father, be glorified in all that is said and done. We thank you and we bless you. And Father, I declare your anointing the anointing that only Christ can provide will manifest itself on this prayer line this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor T. Amen. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so so much to everybody, the team and New Destiny, and uh, to Pastor Adrian. Thank you guys for this opportunity, uh, Bishop. Um, I really appreciate it. My wife, Julia, says thank you. Um, the whole house is uh, kind of quiet. Everybody's asleep right now. But we are excited for the opportunity. I go forward on behalf of my wife and my children and my family and our church family. Our church is called Love Quest. Um, for those that don't know, I am from Oakland, California. Uh, met Bishop some years back, and um, it was him who presented me a book that said From Pastoral to Apostolic, and that book forever changed the course and trajectory of my life, my call, and even my marriage. And so we did not come to Vancouver to plant a church. We came to help a church replant. And in that process, God quickly began to unfold his plans for our lives. And he used an opportunity to get me to a land uh, that uh, apparently needed the oil that was on our lives. And in a nutshell, Love Quest International Church, you can see, you can find it on the um, website, lovequestchurch.com. And uh, lovequest.com and you can find us on IG and all that good stuff but God is doing an amazing things we just celebrated four years this past Sunday two of those years was in a pandemic but God is doing some explosive things in this country and I know if he's doing it here um, at minimum he desires to do it wherever you are um, I have the privilege this morning to talk about uh you know, the process of suffering. I don't even want to say suffering. I believe suffering is a part of a process uh, that develops and cultivates and births glory. Like everyone wants the glory. Everyone wants to walk in resurrection power. At the same time, the Lord said we must share the cross as well. And a part of that cross is the suffering but out of that suffering is birth glory. And so I'm going to go in. I'm going to try to use this 10 minutes wisely. And uh, I pray that you be blessed. To start off with a few questions, um, like what is suffering to you? What is your, and then what is your relationship with suffering? How do you relate to suffering? How do we use suffering or does suffering use us? How do you use suffering or does suffering use you? Suffering, I, I, I played basketball, you know, at a decently high level, and basketball is a contact sport. I look at suffering as a contact sport, and if you hate contact, you'll always shy away from contact, right? If you, if you, no one really loves suffering, 
But there are people who use suffering as contact or as a swimmer uses the wall to push off and gain momentum. Believe it or not, suffering has the ability to create momentum in our lives. Quite frankly, I don't think you can have great momentum without pushing off of suffering because suffering, again, is a contact sport. You will develop a track record. If you hate suffering or you shy away from suffering, or in other words, contact, you will develop a track record of flopping when contact even approaches you, right? You'll cringe when contact approaches you. If something looks like suffering, you'll begin to have, you'll begin to run. It's like people that get more sick mentally than they actually do physically. But if you get sick mentally, it will impact you physically. And then contact becomes more about your perspective more than it is your reality. And, and what we have to understand is we can't allow ourselves to, to be identified by our suffering, but we can allow ourselves to be developed through suffering. We can't allow ourselves to be identified by the suffering, but we can allow ourselves to be developed through suffering. Do you see suffering as punishment? Do you see it as preparation? Do you see it as purpose? Or do you see uh, suffering as a part of progression, right? It's a part of progression. Do you find yourself looking around in this world that's full of darkness, full of stress, full of suffering? Do you find yourself just awaiting suffering to hit your household. But as a kingdom person, I believe we have to live on the balls of our feet and not on the heels of our feet. We have to, we have to stay in an advancing posture, not in an anticipating suffering or anticipating sickness or anticipating some, our blessings being taken, anticipating something bad happening. No, you are the light of this world. And, and when you show up, things change, period. Strength came when Jesus was suffering in the garden. Guess what? Strength came when his perspective shifted from victim to purpose. Strength came to Jesus. The angels assisted him in finishing his mission when his perspective shifted from victim to purpose. He said, Lord, can this cup pass? And then he said, but not my will, but let your will be done. Lord, if I know what the enemy meant for evil, you're turning it around for good. All things are working. All things are working for my good. Why? Because he's intentional. Yes, the enemy, life, uh, our flesh, things, things may be brought into our lives, but God will always find a way to use it. There's great momentum. There's great strength. There's, it's not always in a storm you have to suffer. Jesus wasn't suffering in the storm. He was sleeping in the storm. But the disciples were suffering in a storm because of their perspective. First Peter 5.10 says, and then after your brief suffering. And I think sometimes we stay in suffering way longer than we have to because we allow ourselves, catch this, we allow ourselves to get rooted in suffering. Don't you dare ever let you, yourself grow roots of suffering because when you grow roots of suffering, you bear fruit of suffering. And we know hurt people hurt people. Brief suffering, the God of all loving grace, 
who has called us to share in his eternal glory in Christ will personally, this is good news here, God will personally, he will take it upon himself and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. See, this is the good news, that suffering brings me out on the other side better than when I entered into it. So if I knew on the other side of suffering I was going to come out better than I was entering suffering, then what would my perspective? So it sounds like how you handle suffering, it's an exposing of your faith. Because if you know on the other side, when you bake in a cake, the ingredient itself that's sitting in that pan ain't the greatest. But you know after it's baked, after it's risen, there is something tasty, there is something beautiful, and there is something you desire to share with others on the other side. But if that cake is never developed because you kicking and screaming instead of meditating and praying and getting around faith, People full of faith, people full of faith, not getting around people who will comfort you in your pit, but people that will call you higher and out of. Yes, he says, he will set you firmly in a place and build you up. Sometimes when you have experienced instability in your life, you may come through a season of suffering, but might I challenge you, the route to fixing your instability may be in a storm because it's in that storm that you're going to learn how and something's going to be birthed inside of you and out, coming out of you that will cause you to come out being stronger the next time you reach shore. God is personally invested in your comeback. You've got to write that down. God is personally invested in your comeback. Don't make what he planned to be brief turn into a season. Your suffering doesn't have to be a season. It could just merely be a moment. And moments aren't necessarily seasons. So don't make what he planned to be brief and turn it into a season or even a lifetime. And the only way out of your suffering is is, is it's over. It's over. You don't get to the promise. It just has to be aborted. Whatever you magnify develops roots. Whatever you magnify has the potential to develop roots, and it gives, it gives suffering staying power. So if you magnify, that's what he says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Or he says, if you keep your eyes fixed on me, I will give you what? Perfect peace. But if you keep your eyes fixed on your suffering, your suffering will cause roots to develop and you will bear fruit of fruits of suffering. So stop allowing your trials to develop roots because it can develop roots. It will develop fruit. The trial is supposed to develop you. You don't need to develop the trial. The trial is supposed to develop you. You don't need to develop the trial. Your comeback involves growth. It involves capacity to development, and it involves wholeness. James 1 says, after you have endured for a while, you will come out on the other side and you will have no need. You will be in completeness. You will experience a maturity, a wholeness. 
The Bible says this is the day the Lord has made. So no matter what the day brings, this is the day the Lord's made. I'm going to rejoice in it. Even if it's suffering in this day, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 talks about uh, the carrying of the glorious treasure within. And it talks about we continually share in this death of Jesus our own bodies so that the resurrection life of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity. We share the death so that resurrection can be revealed through our humanity. We share the suffering so that the glory can be revealed in our lives. It says the life of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity. It says, so then death is at work in us, but it releases life in you. So while death is working, while suffering is around you, glory is being released in you because God wants to get it through you for the sake of souls. The hardship is cultivating the seed. It is cultivating the stirring up of the resurrection life that is in you. Suffering has a stirring ability. Suffering has a cultivating ability. Suffering has an ability to bring what God has planted in you and cause it to flourish in your life. Do not avoid the contact of suffering because there's a lot of and ones in your life that God wants to create. There's a lot of free throws in your life through the contact of suffering that God wants to bring forth in your life. There's some blessing that can only come through some suffering. And suffering doesn't mean sickness. Suffering doesn't always mean cancer. Suffering doesn't always mean death. Suffering doesn't always mean loss. How do you see suffering? Suffering can merely sometimes just mean cultivating. It can mean processing. It can mean developing. In these last two minutes, I want to share this with you. You're not meant to carry pressure. You're meant to carry presence. So watch your posture when you're under pressure. You're not meant to carry pressure. He says, cast all your cares upon me because he cares for you, listen, you're not meant to carry pressure. You're meant to carry presence. So watch your posture under pressure. So be careful whose expectations you're carrying. Be careful whose dreams you're chasing. And be careful whose stress you're absorbing. Cast your cares and cast their cares upon them. I'll leave you with this thought. John eleven thirty nine. Jesus tells them to roll away the stone. Roll away the stone. We often look at the woman with the issue of blood being healed, and we don't realize that Jesus never touched her. Jesus never looked at her. Jesus never saw her, but she reached out and touched him. Often we're waiting for a pastor to pray for us. We're waiting for an elder to pray for us. We're waiting for someone to do something. And this woman went forward. And I want you to realize Jesus did two things. He commanded them to roll away the stone. And then he commanded Lazarus to come out. 
Jesus didn't go get him. Lazarus came out. And what I'm here to tell you today is Jesus in this season has commanded the stone to be rolled away. The, 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 he commanded the shackles to be unloosed. He commanded the enemy to take his hands off of you. He's commanded the stronghold to be broken, and he's calling you out of your tomb. So come out of your depression. Come out of the tomb of your paralysis. Come out of the tomb and the pattern of excuses and sabotage come out of the tomb of comparison come out of the tomb of fault finding and cynicism come out of the tomb of delay and procrastination come out of the tomb of excuses arise from your depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you shine and be radiant for your light has come and the glory of the lord has risen up on you in the mighty name of jesus and so, Father, I thank you that our hard times are molding us, that our tight places are strengthening us, that you are making crooked paths straight on our behalf, that you are not only the God who was and who is to come, but you are the God who is. You are the great I am. You are not just before us and coming to us, but you are the Lord of the breakthrough. You are courage. You are peace. You are mighty. You are faithful. You do see us. You do hear us. You do protect us. You do attend to our needs. You do see to it that we are cared for. Lord, you are great. You make sure that you strengthen us when we face our mountains. As we cross our Red Seas, you are with us. As we worship in our prisons, you are with us. As we pray in our lion's dens, you are with us. As we dip desperately seven times until our skin is cleared, you are with us. Lord, may we keep our eyes on the evidence that is everywhere providing us that you are good. I declare perfect peace. I declare the enemy's plans have been exposed and canceled, and I declare and decree the finished works and plans you preordained for my brothers and sisters. They break forth in them now in Jesus' mighty name. And I declare that 2022 is the year of the enemy's failed plans. The enemy's failed plans. In the mighty and majestic name of Jesus, we thank you that we walk in shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, but wholeness in every area of our lives. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and I pray you was encouraged in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, man, wow. Y'all got that? I'm glad we got a playback because he said a mouthful in a few minutes. But it's all true. It's all true. We're going to come back in just a moment. We'll unpack it a little bit more. But at this time, we're going to have Sister Margaret come, and she's going to uh, do our prayer requests and pray over those prayer requests for us. Sister Margaret. Okay, thank you, Bishop. We have four prayer requests this morning, um, three for healing and one for deliverance. Uh, the first prayer request is from Maria Morales. She's saying, please place for Isaac Samuel, who's 25 years old, for breakthrough, um, freedom from molestation and brainwash since 11 years old. He also needs a job, ASAP, and a new place to live for him, his family, his daughter, and his girlfriend. Father, we come in the name of Jesus this morning. Father, we 
praise you and thank you because of who you are, O oh God. You are the great I am, Lord God. We thank you that you are the one that commands the stone to be rolled away. Um, and so we command the stone to be rolled away in Isaac's life this morning. Um, we come, Lord God, um, and we command the strongholds that have held him since he was 11 years old to be broken off of his life. We bind the unclean spirit. In the name of Jesus, we bind you, you spirit of shame, you unclean demonic spirit. We command you to loose him and to let him go. In the name of Jesus, we release deliverance. We release holiness. We release the righteousness of God and the fruits of the spirit in his life, oh God. We release faith in his life, integrity, restoration, and hope, oh God. Restore his confidence, Father God. Restore his sense of self-worth, oh God. Show him who he is in Christ Jesus, oh God. Let the fruit of the Spirit, oh God, flow in his life, oh God, so that he is all that you called him to be, Lord God. We lose the angels to fight on his behalf this morning in the name of Jesus. Wash him in the blood this morning, Father God, and deliver him from all evil. Deliver him from evil and wicked and unreasonable men, Father God. Open up doors for him that no man can close, Lord God, so that he can have the position, the job, or the business that you called him to be over, oh God, that the territory you called him to reign in, oh God, he rules and reigns in Christ Jesus, oh God. We thank you because, oh God, you are the one who meets all of his needs. Thank you for a new place for him to live for himself, his family, his daughter, and his girlfriend, oh God. Thank you for his new home. But more than that, Lord, we thank you for his new life, and we believe it is so in Jesus' name. The next prayer request is Merlin Matlock. Um, is asking us to pray for healing, uh, for high blood pressure, and for peace for her. Uh, Ruth Lang has submitted a request for uh, salvation and healing for her nephew uh, and his family. He has a fracture on his hip, some bone and some torn tissue surrounding it, and praying also for his salvation. He's a a baseball player, so he's missing some of the baseball uh, season, so we're praying for his peace as he heals as well. And then DeAndre Taylor um, has submitted a prayer for asking us to pray for Al Augustus, who's having heart complications. Father, we lift up um, Merlin Matlock before you, Father God. We pray for her this morning. We command her entire vascular system to be healed, Father God, for the vessels of her blood vessels to be opened, oh God, and to function normally with proper elasticity and adequate blood flow this morning, we command her blood pressure to return to normal and to remain normal in the name of Jesus. We pray over any organs or tissues that have been, that have been damaged by abnormal blood pressure to be healed and to function normally, Father. We speak peace to Sister Merlin this morning, oh God. We ask um, you, Lord God, to help her to cast all of her cares on you. Help her to cast all stress and worries on the altar of God this morning, Father. We speak peace to her, Lord God. Help her lifestyle, Lord God, to sustain the healing that you manifested in her body, oh God, that she would eat right, that she would exercise, Lord God. And most of all, Lord God, that she would trust in you with all her heart, leaning not on her own understanding, but casting all cares, oh God, all stress, all worries, oh God, on your altar this day, oh God. We speak peace to you, Sister Merlin, in the name of Jesus. We lift up... um, Father, uh, Sister Ruth Lane's nephew, Lord God, and his family, oh God, we uh, pray for the fracture on his hip this morning. We command that affected area, the bones, to come together 
in normal alignment, normal strength, and be healed in the name of Jesus. We command all the muscles, the tendons, the nerves, and the ligaments to line up and to be healed in Jesus' name. We command strength to be restored in the name of Jesus. We rebuke all trauma, and we command the pain to go in the name of Jesus. We speak salvation for him, Father. Father, you said it's your will for none to perish, but to all to repent and come to a knowledge of you, Father. So we pray for a spirit of repentance to overtake Sister Ruth's nephew and his family, oh God. Open the eyes of their understanding, oh God. Move the blinders that the enemy has placed on their lives or placed on their eyes, oh God, so that they can see you, the Lord of glory, oh God. We pray that they will confess with their mouth that you are Lord Jesus, that they will believe in their heart that God raised you from the dead, that they will be saved today, oh God. We pray, Lord God, for laborers in their vineyard to say, oh God, send someone to witness to them, someone that's enough like him, oh God, so that he uh, uh, gets along with him well, but different, unique enough, oh God, to fascinate him, Father God, and then open his heart, Lord God, so that as the gospel is preached to him, Lord God, is spoken to him, is shared with him, Father God, it would take root in his heart, Lord God, and he would bear the fruit of salvation, oh God, and he and his whole household would be saved. We thank you for that this morning, Father. And then finally, we lift up uh, Brother Al Augustus this morning. We pray over his heart this morning, Father. You said, Lord God, by your stripes, he's already healed, oh God. So we command a creative miracle or a new heart into his body. In the name of Jesus, we cast out the spirit of death. We command his electrical or magnetic frequencies to be in harmony and balance. We command all excess fluid to, uh, to leave his body for his breathing to be normal. We command healing to come. In the name of Jesus, we cover him in the blood of Jesus. We speak life over him today. In the name of Jesus. Brother Augustus, we command you to live and not die in the name of Jesus and give God glory. Father, you said any time we pray, Lord God, if we pray according to your will, we know you hear us. And if we know you hear us, we know we have the request that we've asked of you. So we thank you that your prayers are tuned to the righteous, oh God. We thank you that you're hearing and that you're answering. And we give you praise, oh God, that these prayer requests have become praise reports because of your goodness and because of your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And we set ourselves in agreement with every prayer that has been lifted up according to Matthew's Gospel, 18, 18, and 19, uh, 18, chapter 18 and 19 verse. Amen. Man, we are having an excellent time this morning. Pastor Terrence did a great job. Sister Margaret did a wonderful job with our prayer requests. And I pray that you are blessed in the name of Jesus. We've been talking about this morning that the scripture tells us after you have suffered a little while, God will restore you. And see, that's God's plan. That's God's original intent for the righteous, that as the kingdom of God is manifested, mankind, humanity, as they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, will be restored to God's original intent, which is glory. Now, I don't have time to go into all that. But Adam fell from glory. Jesus restores us to glory. And now, I'm going to run through some things real quick before I go back to Pastor T, before we bring this to a close today, but if you look in Luke's gospel in the 17th chapter, around about the 20th verse, it talks about the coming of the kingdom 
the coming of the kingdom. And, and as kingdom people, we need to become kingdom-minded again. We need to hear the gospel of the kingdom. But verse 25 shares with us, in order for his kingdom to be manifested in the hearts of men, we've got to understand this, the scripture says, but first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. First he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Pastor Terrence said that suffering shouldn't push you on your heels. It should keep you on your toes. It's through there we can now begin to resist what is coming up against us and push off of it. He, he says something real quick. He says, you'll get the and ones. And, and, and I don't want you to, to hear something like that and don't understand the revelation of the and one. The and one is a basketball term. He shared with us he was a, he was a basketball player. I think his son is going to go to the NBA. Great player. But, but he, the and one is when a player is going to shoot and he's fouled. But when he's shot in the process, in, in the process of being fouled, he shot, he hit and scored. He can hit and score two, or if he's shooting a three-pointer, he can score three. The and one is the fact that he gets to go to the free throw line and shoot another shot. The devil has fouled you time and time again. And it's time for us to get the and ones. I so agree with him. I so agree with him. And that's God's plan for restoration. But we go through this suffering. We go through this resistance. We go through the enemy trying to intimidate us. We go through these attacks of the enemy. And the attack of the enemy is an indication that you are anointed. I want you to get that. But Paul says this in Romans 8, 17 and 18. And if we are his children, then we are his heirs also. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his inheritance with him. Only we must share his suffering if we are to share his glory. See, they return to the glory. That's the restoration process. Verse 18, but what of that? For I consider that the present, that the suffering of this present time, this present life, are not worth being compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us, and for us, and conferred on us. That's the process of restoration. God, through his sacrifice, restoring us. God, through the passion of the Christ, restoring us to his original intent for our lives. Woo! Pastor T, you got me excited this morning. I want to circle back to him. I spent we overtime, but y'all know me. Y'all know me. I I love overtime in the game. I love overtime. <laughs> I 
I love it. I love it. I'm a tailgater and I'm an overtimer when it comes to the gospel. Praise the Lord. So we want to go back to Pastor Terrence and see if he has some closing remarks before we before we try to land this plane. Land this plane. I'm so excited. This is going to carry over the Bible studies tonight. Y'all don't want to miss it. Praise God, Pastor Terrence. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just, I just wanted people not to, you know, with that point you brought up is, is really, uh, and one is, is, is really a credit to a player to learning how to play through contact, right? And you look at Stephen Curry. You look at what the enemy is trying to get you to do is lose or break your form. And if you can learn how to keep your form, keep your faith, keep your posture of faith, playing through the contact. It doesn't matter what hits you. You learn how to play through it. Um, you have the ability to score and get a free bucket. Um, I want you to remember that he rolled away the stone. I want you to understand what that is saying. He has sent a word into your tomb of suffering. He has sent a word and the only thing that is left is for you to come out. And you notice he didn't send help to get him out of the tomb, but he did send help to unravel his clothing, right? The first step, Jesus sent his word to heal your disease. He sent the word into your tomb. Now it's going to take some faith for you to come out. And somebody on this phone call, the tomb that you may be in is one that you walked in. And if you have the courage and strength to walk in it, I think it's going to take a certain level of courage and strength to walk out of it, whatever that may be for you. And then lastly, I would love to encourage you. I'm telling our congregation this. Learn to celebrate more often. And celebrating doesn't take waiting for a spouse. It doesn't take waiting for healing. It doesn't take waiting for a raise or a new job. Celebration is a choice. And as a believer, if anybody has a reason to celebrate, it is you and I. And so I want you to choose to celebrate often because celebration, it, it also has a protective element to it. And sometimes celebration plays as an epidural. Praise is our epidural. When we go through pain, we don't feel it as much as a person that don't have a praise. Choose to celebrate often. Don't wait for Sunday. Don't wait for a praise. Don't wait for Deja to come out. Don't wait. Don't wait for an event to praise. Choose to celebrate more often and watch what God does in your life. Thank wow. you, Bishop. Wow. Man, this is exciting. Man, learn to play through the contact. Y'all, that's, that's key. You, they, they, you're going to get some bumps. You're going to get some scratch. If you look at players, you look at Steph, and you look at many of these players, they got they have scratches on their arms. They've played through the contact. They learn to play through the contact. They don't shy away from being bumped, being pushed, uh, resistance coming up against them. We're going to deal with resistance. But the Bible said when we resist back, when we resist the devil, he will flee from us. He'll flee from us. Wow. I've been blessed this morning. I want to thank Pastor Terrence. 
I want to thank Sister Margaret. I want to thank you also for you all being on it, you all praying with us and just, man, getting the day started. This is the breakfast of champions. When you start your day with God, you get ahead of the day before the day gets ahead of you. We're commanding the morning. We're commanding the day. That's what we're doing. I haven't ended this way all year, but I feel that it's important that we end this prayer call this way. We're going to end with confession. The Bible says in Psalms 118, verse 24, this is the day that the Lord has made it. We shall rejoice and be glad. In this brand new day, it's a brand new you. Therefore, it's brand new opportunities and brand new possibilities. Make this confession of faith with me. Come on, let's say it loud. Greater is he that is in me. He that is in the world. From this moment forward, I will be very courageous. I will not waver in my faith. I will not give in to fear. I am more than a conqueror. I am a world overcomer. Come on. You're more than a conqueror. You're a world overcomer. We declare God's traveling grace and mercy be upon your lives. As you travel today to your destination, no matter how you travel, if, if it's through automobile, motorcycle, bike, train, airplane, it will get you to your destination and back home safely. It, was fun it will function as it's been created to function because ministering angels have gone out before you. And I declare favor upon your life from door to door, from door to door. This is a great day in the Lord. Well, May God richly bless you. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. We look forward to seeing you all tonight in our midweek empowerment service via live stream. You don't want to miss it. We're going to have a great time. Listen, we're about to open a line, and we are going to bless the Lord. We're going to bless the Lord. But you all, I didn't say it at the top of the service. I'm going to say it now. If you sleep on the line, we're going to shut it down. Because no one wants to hear anybody snoring. Really, that's, you know, we don't want to do that. We, 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 this is a prayer line, not a sleep line, you know. <laughs> so so make sure we, we're doing that so we can just bless the Lord together. So go ahead and open the lines. Let's praise the Lord. 